This is the place for inspiring conversations, learning from the experts and exploring all things health and well-being, specifically for women and busy mums. Welcome to Tassie Chats. Yeah, and, and body confidence as well is a, a, a lot that I see. Um, you know, and seeing people being able to look in the mirror um, and without criticizing themselves is, is massive. To be able to wear clothes that they want to wear, that they feel great in, is amazing. Seeing them getting in a swimming costume and playing with their children on the beach, which they wouldn't have done, you know, there was they wouldn't have even contemplated it. You know, those are the really things that you just think, wow, these. You don't have to be going doing anything amazing like going to university and doing all these courses, which is great. But to be able to see her face saying that she wore a swimming costume and ran into the sea with her children, it was like, oh, that is amazing. And hi, Helen, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about kind of what you do and the work you do and maybe how you got into it as well? Maybe your journey. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, cool. Hi, I'm Helen Kalinak. I am the owner of Sonara Sister Hypnotherapy. Um, I'm a solution-focused hypnotherapist, so there are different types of hypnotherapy, but the particular one that I do is what we call solution-focused, and it's based from solution-focused brief therapy, which is kind of a therapy on its own. And it's been combined with um, hypnosis. Um, So that type of hypnosis is kind of focusing on where you are now, and where you want to be so we're kind of not not dismissing the problem but we're trying not to focus on the problem so much and focus on the solution um and i've been going for probably well i think it will be three years in october uh this year i would have started my business um and i was a nurse before oh, and nice. yeah so i was nursing and i'd had my twins and I went back to nursing and it just wasn't the same after going off maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And it was really tricky with the twins to try and organize like childcare. And um, yeah, nobody wanted to look after two. <laughs> was, uh, no way. Um, and like childcare was really expensive and things just got really on top of me. And so I kind of had a little wobble, kind of like a little breakdown of just like oh I don't know what to do I can't seem to cope and I was getting more and more stressed with work and really anxious about going into work um, on the days that I was going in Um, so I kind of had a little break and I had a few months off and it was kind of like I still want to really help people I'm still like loving that part of the nursing but everything that went with it was just really really stressful Um, and it was like what can I do didn't what to do anyway so I went and had solution focused hypnotherapy to help me kind of get out of this funk Mm -hmm. that I was in this kind of like I don't know what to do with my life I'm just like I know where I kind of want to get to but I don't know how to get there and I can't think straight and I'm just so stressed all the time and I was getting so tearful um so I went and had solution focused hypnotherapy and it totally was like it just changed my life so I felt so amazing I felt so much more in control of my thoughts I felt like I kind of knew what path I wanted to do um and I just started to feel like me again and I know like as mums we we lose ourselves don't we when we have children um yeah and I just felt that nursing had really dragged me to a place that I didn't want to be in myself and trying to manage the twins and I was still breastfeeding them both so like my husband was having to like meet me in a car park so that I could feed them in the back of the car and then I'd go back to work and it was just like ugh. um so that's kind of how I got into solution focused hypnotherapy because I loved it so much and it really changed my life and I had a great relationship with the hypnotherapist that I had and she was kind of like I think you'd be amazing at this like you've just got such a caring way about you and you can see the benefits and I was like I'd really love to learn how to do it so I kind of like put it off and doing that whole of well, should I shouldn't I just stick with nursing because it's, it's what I know yeah and then one day from was just like just go for it just like what you know and that was a solution focus I was kind of saying to myself well what is the worst that's going to happen yeah I do a course and I, I don't do anything with it okay but I would have got experience from it so I signed up and I trained in Bristol and um 
I signed up and it was a course for 10 months and I met some incredible people who I'm really good friends with now and yeah and I just went for it I literally kind of did the both I did a bit of nursing bit of hypnotherapy juggling the kids and then gradually it tailed off and I just stopped nursing and it was and I just slotted straight into this which awesome. is amazing yeah oh congratulations it's so cool I love that also so neat that your solution uh therapy provided your solution totally, <laughs> in, in a career yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah totally oh, found so it cool. that's awesome so um and how has that progressed and kind of changed over the years Are you uh have you seen some kind of different projects and different clients is it changed for you is your kind of perception of the of the tool changed at all or um yeah or it's, i mean I, at the start i was seeing like everyone and anyone yeah. i was just like helping everyone but my background really um i was health visiting in a health visiting team before i became a practice nurse and a district nurse so i've always had helping women and helping mums right from when I first started my career in the NHS, you know, yeah. it was always going out. So, you know, health visiting teams, helping mums with postnatal depression. I ran my own postnatal depression group for mums. And it, back then it was, you know, this is, oh God, we're talking like 16 years ago. It was, it was incredible, the funds and resources that we had back then that we could help women and stuff. Um, so I've always had that in the background of just love women's health, helping women, helping mums. And then I went into district nursing and then I went into practice nursing and I loved doing like the smears, the pill checks, like all of the kind of women stuff because yeah. of the great conversations that we'd be having. Um, yeah probably had the most funniest conversations doing people's smears my friend said oh you <laughs> should write a book one day because it's just like the amount of smears that I've done and, and just the you know the funny conversations that I've had with women and stuff so I always loved that part of my job you know helping women that weren't feeling themselves and you know yes they might have come in for a pill check but we ended up talking about all sorts and I found that I was almost helping women with other stuff not just that particular thing that we were coming in for and um yeah and I just thought actually I I really liked the niche of women's well-being like I, yeah. I loved it so why don't I try and bring that into my hypnosis practice so that's kind of how it started so I was helping anyone for everything you know different phobias for this and um getting people over depression and things which was all really great and I was super grateful for all the clients that I had but once I kind of changed my thought process of actually who I'd like to work with, I then started, whether it's manifestation or not, I don't know, but I then started to have these clients that were just my, you know, were perfect for me. And yeah, and, I, and since then, I've just helped so many women now, whether it's women from who've got postnatal depression, whether it's women who've just lost themselves after having children, whether it's women who have struggled with fertility. So I was helping all sorts of things. Um, and yeah, so I guess just my ideal client and how I got into it was just people like me, people, you know, I think therapists always find that niche of a version of, of you at some point in your life. And I think that's why, you know, my biggest why was I just don't want women to feel like I felt this absolute desperate lost feeling I really didn't know who I was but I knew I wanted to do something and I wanted to change things in my life but I felt so stuck and I'd lost everything about myself um and it, you know it's horrible and we get these I mean I had one years and years ago a breakdown uh, you know it was similar like I don't know what to do with my life I'm you know found myself as a single mum with two children and I was so lost and I had hypnosis for that so hypnosis has always kind of been a part of my life. Every time I've kind of gone, oh, I'm really lost and stuck, I know exactly what I need to do. But I think, yeah, I think how I got into working with women was just because of the background that I've worked in before yeah. and that I'd loved that part of my nursing job and I loved that part of being in a health visiting team was make, helping women feel better about themselves, really. Yeah fundamentally that's it isn't it it sounds so perfect and it sounds like it's it's kind of an accumulation of all sorts of things kind of career and personal life yeah. um, and kind of what you're naturally drawn to doing which is is super super awesome it's unfortunate isn't it it's an unfortunate reality that this feeling of of kind of overwhelm and losing yourself as women and as mothers is kind of as as prolific as it is I think it's 
rare actually that you find a mum or a new mum or a woman that's like yeah I feel great I just said you know it's it's so um it's so common unfortunately so um so yes we all have to rally together and kind of do these things that we to support each other and and if you your career as well like how yeah and that's why I've been I've been doing some face-to-face groups as well with mums um uh down here in Cornwall over the winter particularly because you know we yes we came out of lockdown but there still wasn't anything on for anyone to get together um that was just about you as a person as a mum um without doing it with the children so I've been doing like a monthly kind of group we don't you know anyone can come to it but it's kind of basically for in those winter months where you don't feel you're connecting with anyone and it's been amazing like mums from all walks of life have come and to see them chatting and getting on and and speaking to other mums have gone oh yeah I really felt like that and oh I found this really helpful and watching people helping each other was really massive for me because I feel that having a sisterhood or a tribe like we would have done all those years ago is so important when we are feeling lost and we're feeling we don't know ourselves because we just do that daily grind don't we of of babies and toddlers and we we do all of that but to actually come to a group where we journal a little little bit about you and it's and how actually women found it really hard to write about themselves because it was like I don't know anything about myself I don't really know what I like anymore I don't but the more we did it the more you know people were writing in and finding it inspiring that they could actually start visualizing things that they want to do um and then we do like a really nice deep relaxation and yeah I think it's really important and especially now I mean gosh after the last two years you know the amount of women that I've spoken to um who've gone through the maternity NHS system and I've just been treated appallingly um oh there's been no support whatsoever mm. um has been horrific and at the other scale I see women also who are like perimenopause who are kind of like at that later part even though they've got children you know we go into perimenopause like earlier than we would imagine but also being failed by the system of not being able to see anybody and not getting any help with how they're feeling so I'm seeing two scale ends of women feeling lost you know not long after having children and not knowing themselves and not having any support no health visitor visits no midwife visits you know all of this sort of stuff and just being left to get on with it and then women who are like in you know early 40s in the perimenopause may have kids that are like a little bit older also feeling really lost because they've lost like lost friends or they haven't seen people over the pandemic gps don't want to know their symptoms mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go there's no one specialized in sort of perimenopause and menopause and it's just like oh we'll just put you on antidepressants and then they feel really lost um and yet to see the two scales of that is just it's crazy over the last two years and, and we know we've had the pandemic people are going off with covid but it's been so crucial for women with children to have support or something to go to and it yeah we just need to get it going again really yeah absolutely yeah you're so right that kind of fundamental kind of nhs or kind of um governmental societal support's not been there but i've seen so many you know people like yourself and other people that have kind of rallied together and kind of you know come up with other solutions yeah as well as that kind of you know beginning of motherhood and kind of later motherhood there's a whole load of people in the middle as well myself Mm. um aside from the kind of parental NHS thing that there's been a massive shake-up in kind of work and stuff as well isn't it and kids yeah. have been off school and people are like working from home and thinking actually what am I doing and actually uh, where is this kind of life but you know we've kind of just had a big shake-up haven't we a big uh, absolutely yeah and I think women have either found that they've gone into a different career completely because yeah. of what's happened yeah. and you know sometimes there has been good things that have come out of the pandemic where people have suddenly realized actually do I really want to be in this job that I've been doing because actually now I realize that I can do something else and you might find that mums have got a really creative side to them yeah. and they started this kind of like sideline little hustle that have actually now built into businesses and it works around the children a little bit better yeah. um so there has been things that have come out of it but there yeah there's also been people in the middle where their jobs have completely changed and as we know what happens when we have change our brains a bit like oh what's going on yeah and we go into that 
you know, that fight, flight, freeze kind of response, you know, that high alert state where people who felt relatively calm and in control with their work and what they were doing and juggling childcare suddenly just was all shaken up. And you're on this high alert kind of an anxiety that they haven't had for a really long time, just completely rears its ugly head again. And people are finding they're getting anxious about all sorts of things that they wouldn't have done before. Um, because we've got this undercurrent of this threat of the pandemic and the virus and things are just changing and change quite often our brains don't like change and it can send people into a real spin yeah it's, it's been like quite a prolonged state of kind of um overwhelm hasn't it and stress for people Absolutely. Yeah. and we're not used to that you know yeah. we're not used to being in such a prolonged time such heightened awareness of anxiety and threat and danger and all of that you know our, our bodies are not meant to go through such a long period of time to be in stress and anxiety and I think it's why it's so important now that we're coming out for people to really take care of themselves whether it is going for a walk with a friend whether it is going to see a therapist whether it is going having a massage or whatever but to try and release some of this tension and stress that we're holding because it will come to a point like you said burnout or people get so overwhelmed mm. that you end up having sort of a meltdown or breakdown or something because we physically cannot carry that for such a long time yeah absolutely absolutely linking it back then Helen to hypnotherapy because I'm pretty fascinated about this I don't know much about mm. it so can you explain a little bit more about what that is exactly what that looks like when you're practicing it or when you're working with clients and how yeah. directly that helps some of this overwhelm and stress that we're talking about yeah yeah so hypnotherapy you know we there's so many misconceptions about hypnotherapy isn't there like what we see on the tv you know stage hypnotists getting people to do silly random things yeah. um and hypnotherapy isn't like that at all you know it's such a powerful tool but really really gentle and it's not you know we can't hypnotize somebody to do things they don't want to do it's just just doesn't happen um but the kind of work that i do so the first part of a session is that solution focused talking so especially if somebody is in a really um negative frame of mind before we go into hypnosis we want them to be out of that primitive part of the brain the brain where we're in that fight flight or freeze we want them to be in this really nice part which is a prefrontal cortex where things are positive where we think rationally logically it's our intellectual part of our brain um you know a nice creative brain where it's not driven by emotion so the solution focused therapies is the talking part is a really great way of actually getting to people to see how much resilience they've got, how much strength they've had, all of those, even though in hard times, how they've got through it. So we're almost getting to recognize how incredible they are for getting where they are. So we're getting them to really start thinking nice things about themselves. So we don't wanna be in that primitive brain. So solution focused is we're not trying to focus on the problem so much, but we are using things from problems and difficult times to help them carry it so that they can then kind of move forward again so this the talking therapy is really getting people to look at their best hopes what is it that you'd like to feel like instead of what you feel like now we're also used to saying what we feel like mm. but we're kind of looking at the opposite and actually mm. being like well what is it you'd like to feel like yeah so it might be actually i'd like to feel a bit more that i'm coping and managing with daily tasks i'd like to think that i could think more clearly that i wouldn't feel so lost. I'd like to actually feel a bit freer. I'd like to feel relaxed in my body. So we're changing the language already by the talking therapy and getting them to really, really look into that and visualize. So it's really important in hypnosis as well to, to have vision, to really look at what that kind of a bit more confident you might look like or that relaxed, what would you look like? How would you stand? How would you talk? You know, what would that feel like? And we really get people to imagine that. And you can see their body language changing straight away when they yeah. think of that best version of themselves. Yeah. And sometimes they might have, have had a best version in the past. So I'll always say, you know, has there been a time where you felt really confident or you felt really relaxed? And then they, oh yeah, and they describe it and they're talking about it. So they're in that lovely part of the brain. Um, and then we do a little bit more delving in, we might do a bit of scaling, a miracle question, you know, if a miracle happened overnight, and you moved up that scale, maybe from a three to a four, what would be different about you? How would you know? 
so people might say oh yeah well I might not be as snappy or I might find that I'm a bit more productive or that I'm smiling a bit more or I might actually listen to music in the car rather than being so tense mm. whatever it is for somebody it's those little yeah. things that they begin to notice and once we've got them thinking about this and going oh yeah I can really see myself in, in as a four I can see myself being a bit more confident and doing that then they start to feel really good yeah they then get them on the couch or on their bed or wherever they are on zoom and do the hypnosis and then hypnosis works similar to well we go into trance multiple times a day so if you think about it you know when we're on autopilot in the car when we're sat looking and listening to the sea, we're in some sort of trance, maybe when we're in the shower, you might find where people say, oh, that's where I get all my best thoughts, where I get all my great ideas is on a run, in the shower, driving in the car, listening to music or whatever. And it's a place that we go into in our minds. And hypnosis is like that. It's, it's a trance where you are in a really relaxed state and your subconscious mind then is open to positive suggestions and positive change. So to get people to relax, so we'll always do what we call like a body scan. So we're going from our head all the way down, right to our toes, because we can hold tension in our jaw, in our neck, in our shoulders. So, oh yeah, like you're funny, we look, our shoulders are up in our ears, aren't they, at this time? And I'm finding that clients say that they're holding it in their jaw, like their, their teeth and their jaw aching because they're so tense. So we use this kind of technique of like body scanning every bit of our body, getting somebody really, really relaxed. And then through hypnosis, we'll be taking them and guiding them through a really nice place, whether it's a beautiful beach or a lovely garden or a beautiful woodland, you know, or tropical island, because as we know, when we think about nature and when we're in nature, we actually start changing brain waves in our brain. So nature is always a really good place to get people in a really nice, relaxed state so that their mind is perhaps thinking about the sun on their face and the sound of the birds. So we're really, really relaxed. And we're reducing all that adrenaline and cortisol, that stress hormone that's going around our body. And when they're really relaxed in this beautiful place, I then use positive suggestions and positive affirmations using words that they have told me in our therapy session beforehand the talking part okay so, so it's all like really so, related to that person that's really going to sink in and mean something yeah. to them right that's yeah cool. it's so important to use words that my client has used or you know yeah. that they have used because it's more likely to go into the subconscious yeah. and actually make a difference so that i'm screaming away so much more effective to work with someone like yourself one-to-one -one, as opposed to kind of because you, you get a lot of kind of self self-hypnosis yeah. affirmation kind of recording yeah. stuff but i guess yeah. it's just a little bit more powerful is it then if you're working with someone and it's a little yeah. bit kind of tailored yeah so things like you know you, we've got lots of different apps haven't we with meditations and stuff mm -hmm. and and you can listen to self-hypnosis and they are great they are they will help you relax they help you fall asleep but if you're really wanting to make a bespoke particular change in your life whether that's like overcoming a fear whether that's getting rid of panic attacks and anxiety that are completely personal to you then seeing somebody one-to-one -one and working on that really specific thing is going to be more effective and it's consistency and i think sometimes when we invest in something like that in our well-being or whatever we're more committed we're more there we're more ready whereas you know you find lots of people we read the books we listen to the app you know we've done the podcast and it's all great and it's made us feel good but to really make solid change is repetition consistency and yeah. taking small actions and we're more likely to take more actions when we've got somebody who's working with us in a particular way whether that's a coach or a therapist whatever we're more likely to make sustainable changes when we've got someone going there with us you know each week week in week out kind of like in your corner yeah, um you're more likely isn't it i suppose i i completely agree with you so much that i do and so much that i bang on about is this kind of little and often approach um, yes. so effective I mean often as as busy people as busy mums it's kind of the only option we've got anyway so do like a little snippet you know little, little micro yeah. moments of well-being yeah so that's generally the most kind of effective way to to yeah make big changes over time but yes yeah. the accountability factor is huge isn't it if either that's 
investment of your time or your money and having someone there you know having an appointment and on track yeah absolutely so yeah so the hypnosis then using the the language that the client would use whether it's i want to feel more confident or i want to be able to feel more relaxed in this situation Mm. i want to feel calmer you know all the words that they use or will then use that in the later part of the hypnosis so we're going to a really nice place beach garden somewhere lovely um and then we are using that and also use the thing what we call a reframe so if it's a particular thing so i might have somebody that comes to me because they're really nervous or fearful about an event or that they've got to go and speak on a podcast or they've got to go and do something that's really out of their comfort zone yeah. but they know that they really want to do it but you know that primitive brain is absolutely like no no you're not doing it you're not very good and we get this inner voice this you know this negative inner voice yeah and the fear sets in and we start to really and you know that primitive brain starts to really find evidence that you can't do these things or you yeah. shouldn't get in that car to drive or get, get in that airplane to fly up to go and see your family you know you want to do it but when somebody's got that fear we also use what we call like a reframe and we're reframing that situation for the person in the most positive way so we get them to really visualize what it would be like stepping into that confident version of them that best version how they're going to stand how they're going to talk what they're going to wear we want the details of where it's going to be because your mind is like a rehearsal room so if you're going to rehearse it and imagine it going as well as you want whether that's a job interview and again job interviews have changed i've seen so many women now in the last six months changing their jobs and all the interviews are on zoom now you don't see a person yeah and actually find it really daunting so you know we've we've kind of reframed how they do it a nice relaxing candle next to them when they're on zoom you know wearing an outfit that they feel great in and you know i'm getting them to literally visualize putting on these items of clothing to the finest detail so that when it comes to doing that event the anxiety and the fear is reduced because the brain has already seen you do it we've done it in hypnosis so they're lying down comfortably relaxed and i'm talking them through this reframe of them in these clothes and they're feeling really good and how they talk and they know their stuff and then you know it works wonders and then they come back and be like i got the job and i was absolutely fine and you're getting that validation that you can do things but it's really, really small micro steps to getting to the big things. You know, for somebody that's, you know, fearful of get, driving in a car or something, it's just getting in the car and feeling the steering wheel first. Don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Sit, sit in the car. You know, so it's all these different things that you can do that are just like little steps that kind of tick off in the brain. Yeah, I can do that. What's the next thing? I yeah. can do that. And we get those little hits of dopamine where we feel like really good about ourselves and we feel proud of ourselves. And then the more we do that, the more the brain wants to do it. Yeah. And it's that repetition. And it's like anything, isn't it? If you want to get back into going for a swim or you want to get back out running again, but you haven't been for months, that first one's so hard, isn't it? You just can't get your mindset into it. But the more you do those things, the more it becomes a habit. Yeah. And, and I'm, massively all about these small little steps because you know i say to clients you see it as a big ladder okay at the top of the ladder is where you want to get to where you feel like you're at your best but right now you're at the bottom of the ladder you we can't jump to that top we've got to make these really really small steps and i think when we're feeling like in a low mood or we're not motivated we think we've got like this stress bucket in our minds Mm -hmm. and you know kids go in there car breaks down we might have a bit of financial worry all of that goes into the stress bucket and it fills up through the day and when we go to bed at night naturally our brain processes stuff and it kind of empties that stress bucket a little bit and then more goes in but if we're already feeling low and we're already feeling like we're taking on so much and we're just saying yes to everything we've got no boundaries and we're just putting more and more into that stress bucket it then overspills and we get physical symptoms you might start getting palpitations you might start to feel a bit panicky you might feel that your your hands are sweaty that you're nervous that you just got this weird feeling of being on high alert because your Mm. body's trying to say to you something's got to give like yeah we've got to slow down here a little bit we've got to calm down um and when we've got that stress bucket in our mind we can't think straight there's just too much in there and hypnosis kind of replicates that a little bit where we empty that stress bucket so that you can cope 
and manage and you know do all the amazing things that you wanted to do but your own voice kind of in your own mind put you off doing yeah oh it sounds so fascinating i've got so many like questions and things picking up as you're saying this but it is it going back to this point about kind of repetition and and habits mm. um it's so true that that builds up doesn't it whether that's a positive thing or a negative thing so yeah. that's why we've got to be mindful about which one we're choosing and i think so often people think about habits as physical things like drinking water or exercise yeah it is but the way you think is the habit too right Absolutely. So you're thinking negatively or in in a stressful way that's going to compound just just as much as anything else so coming to yeah. you or you know being mindful of it or shaking that up in whatever way to reframe yeah. and then start building up this habit of positive thinking it, yeah. it does build up right like like yeah anything like working any kind of muscle um, yeah absolutely and it is your brain you know there's plasticity there you know we can shape and change and change neuropathways and as we you know with gratitude as well it's another thing that i get clients to do because the repetition of gratitude of finding one thing in your day or three things in your day the repetition of it actually changes neuropathways in our brain it starts to make us think really differently about our life and brings us really mindfully back to what we have and what we're grateful for because you know because we can all find in it's so easy it's the easy route in a day to just go oh well it's just been rubbish like nothing's gone right but when you actually look at it and really break it down and i like to say to clients so nothing has gone right nothing at all everything's just you know everything's been bad and then you kind of get oh well well no i did i did do this and then it's like yeah. wow that's, that's incredible that's you habit, did that right? it's you you're because in a habit of thinking that way so in a habit yeah. and we all do it of thinking that well actually that day's just gone to pot you know i'm going to write the day off we say things like that yeah. i'm going to write the day <laughs> off you know but actually when you really look and you start looking at gratitude and you start looking at things that have gone well we're changing our perspective and it's you know I, I do believe that sometimes there can be a bit of toxic pos positivity oh just think positively it's really really difficult to think just positively when someone says to do that but it's really trying to not say don't you know oh just think positively another way of thinking is can you find anything in your day that that you were you were happy with or that you felt was quite nice and they were like, oh, yeah, well, actually, I, I did see a friend and that was really nice. And then we explore, like, why was that really nice? And then it's like, oh, and then you start to see them going, oh, yeah, and then this happened. And then I did this and I managed to get that bit of washing done. And we start finding but what the easy route is for our brains is to find the negatives and what's yeah. gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So hypnosis is so good at kind of changing the way you talk to yourself. And I'm a huge advocate for self-compassion because if we don't have self-compassion, when things go wrong, we write things off and we, do, we don't do them again. But we've got to learn from when things go wrong. So being compassionate and going, okay, do you know what? Actually, that didn't go right today, but actually I managed to do this one thing and I'm really pleased with myself. Or I couldn't do that today because, you know, my child was ill. So you're kind of like, it's almost just cutting yourself some slack. It's kind of almost like being like, just being a bit nicer to yourself yeah. rather than, oh, that's typical me for that to go wrong. Oh, things always go wrong for me. Or I never get that right. You know, the way we talk to ourselves really has an impact on how we feel. Yeah. Um, but again, it takes a while, you know, drip by drip by drip yeah. of trying to change how we talk. It's not a one thing quick fix, because like you said, it's a habit that we have built up and whether it's come from whether we have limiting beliefs from our childhood might be someone that said something in the playground it might be a parent not intentionally being unkind but it might have been something that made us not feel good enough or whatever it's come from and then it grows and things get added to it and this limiting belief comes where we just don't feel we're good enough or that things always go wrong for me or like i never get any luck all of that kind of talk hypnosis is really good at kind of looking at finding other ways and other words that we can use about ourselves and when over time again repetition we start to really lift ourselves and we come out of that and we we get nice serotonin and all the nice happy hormones mm, nice. rather than the adrenaline yeah. and the cortisol and the stress yeah you know and it's like just adding little moments of joy into your life totally changes the color of your life and it can just be that one small thing 
that you do repetition, repetition until it becomes a habit. And then you can add something else in there and then you start to feel better. Yeah, I love that, Helen. That's such a such a really, uh, really powerful, but also very achievable, like very accessible way to yeah. think about things. It's got to be achievable. And that's yeah. why I say to my clients, you know, what step can you take to start feeling, I don't know, whether they say, oh, I'm feeling a four on this confidence scale, you know, whether they say, okay, let's try and imagine a five, you know, what is that step that you can make that you can take to become that five? This is not you becoming a 10. Yeah. We're not jumping too forward. And it's got to be achievable. It's yeah. got to be something that is, you know, that you can see yourself doing. It's got to be really small and achievable because once you do that, you get rewarded then with that nice dopamine. And then you want to do it again and again and again, and it becomes a habit. So it is literally just taking that one step, that one thing to add into your life that can make you feel a little bit better. I love that. And we can all do that. I'm quite sure. Oh, there's this. We can all, when we really think about it, we can find one thing. And even if it's for five minutes, five minutes of your time, because again, we're, we're, we're we don't have much time as mums, but also we're, we also say, I never have time. But, you know, sometimes we can be scrolling, sometimes we can be not doing anything yeah, particular. We can prioritize things differently as well. And it's yeah. just prioritizing yourself because when you are in a good place as a mum, as a woman, we have this ripple effect. You know, our children feel a bit better when we are centered and we're feeling safe with our thoughts and our inner and our body. We are then, our, our children and people around us will mirror that. Yeah. And that's the, that's such a key thing as well, isn't it? We're continually setting examples. Kids as sponges just pick up the way, yeah. the way we are. So we yeah. kind of in, the, in the best kind of calmest, healthiest way we can, then. Yeah, can absolutely. And I hear clients like say, oh, when I'm not feeling right or I'm really snappy, my children, they just know they play up. And it's because they do know, they do yeah. pick up on our vibe, don't they? Energy, it, yeah. yeah, and it might not even be unpleasant words that we're saying, but just if we're not feeling great and we're not in the right headspace, children just, just know it. So it might seem selfish to take care of yourself, but it really, really isn't because taking care of you really takes care of everybody else that's around you. Very vital. It really is true for mums, especially, but for anyone, like you say, it yeah. radiates out, radiates out to everyone around you. Absolutely. Yeah. A few little things before we wrap up, Helen. One, yeah. I'm really curious if you've got any over the kind of last three years that you've been working in this way, if you've got any really um, lovely examples of transformations without giving anything away that's too confidential. But if you've got like, like you mentioned, oh, someone, you know, got that job or, you know, I bet you've seen some really lovely Kind of transformations with people yeah. that you work with yeah yeah absolutely yeah i had a a lady that was you know in a job that was just sort of plodding on it was okay and it was kind of in the middle of the pandemic and she suddenly realized that oh, i don't know if i want to be doing this anymore it suddenly made me realize that actually trying to have a more of a home life type of balance was was what was needed and it was a pandemic that kind of showed that to her and she was like but i feel really stuck i feel scared i've been in the job for a really long time um she had family around her that was, you know, perhaps her mum that was a bit like, well, you've been in that job for a long time. Don't leave. Why do you want to yeah. leave? All of those things. Yeah. And she just felt so stuck with her thoughts, just going over the same thing. And she just said, I can't get out of this loop. You know, I want to leave. Don't can't leave all of these things. So that was the problem. But we didn't really focus on the problem. We kind of focused on what she felt like as a person. And we built her confidence up. And it was amazing. I worked with her for about eight weeks and we got to like the eighth session and she said, um, I've got something to tell you. And I was like, oh, okay, what, what, what is it? And she said, um, she's in her thirties and she's always wanted to do, she did dance when she, at uni, when she was really young, like, yeah. you know, 18 and then she had kids and life and she's loved dancing, loved performing. Yeah. And she said, I've I've applied to go to university. I'm going to be a dance teacher. I'm going to do dancing again, which was totally opposite yeah. of her 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 job that she was doing. It was totally yeah. opposite. And like she said, there was no way when I first came to you would I have seen myself applying for uni. Like yeah. I just wouldn't do it. And she was like, I just you know I just can't believe I'm even doing this. But to see her body language and how she talked to herself because she was like 
oh well I, I love dance when I really unpicked it and what she loves doing she loves drama she loves dance oh but I've had children my body shape isn't the same as it was when I did it back when I was like 19 you know it's going to be full of really young women and I'm going to feel really the odd one out and all of these what if what if what if what if and then one day she just did it she just applied and she had an interview over zoom she said it went really well she got in and she just felt amazing and she said and all the thoughts of how am I going to juggle the childcare? how am I going to get to the uni what if there's lots of women younger than me should it all just went yeah once she took that leap right she just totally yeah. sorted herself out with her confidence and yeah so she was great and I saw an, an another um mum as well actually um young mum who'd been a single mum who was you know really really clever and she similar thing kind of like oh I've got a baby and everyone's going to judge me and but I really want to do this I really want to do that and we did loads of sessions over zoom and she went to Oxford University and she's thriving now and she's totally like I can't believe I didn't even like well, how did I not even believe in myself to do it yeah. you know so yeah so she studied oh, medicine so cool. um so like people are doing really really cool things but also you just see women who just feel more themselves yeah. you know you don't have to have these massive transformations it can be the smallest things dressing a little bit differently you know the relationship with their partner there's they're a lot more closer now because communication had broken down you know you get people doing you know so many different things again i had another woman that you know had a huge fear of driving um she hadn't got in a car for 10 years to drive she had a panic attack in a car you know 10 years previous and she's got children and she was like i need to get them to clubs and all of these things and i'm having to get other people to do it and she's like i've just got to a point where i'm just really fed up now because it's really impacting my life mm. she goes but I, I don't think i can do it i don't you know i've heard about you i'm gonna give it a go um i worked with her for about six weeks she was driving and pulling a towing a horse behind her like i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah so she's driving her daughter around who you know um has got a horse she's driving her to shows she's pulling a trailer with a horse in the back i mean oh to go from not being able to drive for 10 years yeah. to be driving and towing a horse box for her yeah. and to see her daughter you know and taking her and it was just massive it was massive and she said like to see her teenage daughter see her mum overcome that fear her daughter was so proud of her and that yeah. meant a lot to her and so yeah you know so many different transformations I mean gosh I've just got so many trying to think of them <laughs> Oh, but, um, nice. but that will have yeah. a right effect on everything like if you're in that new mindset you're going to be approaching everything differently right so absolutely yeah yeah and, and body confidence as well as a, a lot that i see um you know and seeing people being able to look in the mirror um and without criticizing themselves is is massive to be able to wear clothes that they want to wear that they feel great in is amazing seeing them getting in a swimming costume and playing with their children on the beach which they wouldn't have done you know there was they wouldn't have even contemplated it mm. you know those are the really things that you just think wow these you don't have to be going doing anything amazing like going to university and doing all these courses which is great but to be able to see her face saying that she wore a swimming costume and ran into the sea with her children it was like oh that is amazing from oh. someone that just hid herself for so long because she couldn't stand the sight of her body like those are just like amazing when you see oh, things like uh, that like super emotional isn't it Ooh, yeah any minute but i'm like oh it's so it's no but it's yeah. amazing isn't it really those yeah. the, the impact that those things will have on these women yeah yeah incredible i love it oh yeah. thanks for sharing those i love that to wrap up helen what are what are some kind of takeaways that people can take away from this are there any kind of little micro um elements or tools from the kind of um either the kind of solution focused element or the hypnotherapy element or the yeah um, you know little little tools and tricks that, that people can use practically um on their own maybe if they want to yeah. build up to something like this yeah absolutely so you know if if you're feeling stuck and you're kind of just feeling like you're just you know in that mundane treadmill of just being a mum and doing all of those things writing down what your best hopes would be so your best hopes writing down what you would like to feel like 
instead is really powerful because we're changing the narrative again. So it's a really good tool to be able to just sit down instead of saying, I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel stressed. Write down, I want to feel. Mm. I'd like to feel more freer. I'd like to feel more calmer. And when you start to looking at those and then looking at, okay, what does karma look like? What's karma for you? So we're breaking it down again. So that's a really good kind of journaling prompt to do is what are my best hopes? What would I like to feel like instead of what I want to feel like, what I'm feeling like? Because it's a really good way to visualize where you want to go. Because, you know, if if you're kind of on on a path and you're stuck, if you've got no direction, if you've got no kind of where you want to get to, we just kind of bumble through. Whether it is, I'd like to start my own business. I'd like to, I don't know, whatever it is, I'd like to just feel that I'm more in control of my thoughts, whatever those are. I want to really write them down and what they look like. You know, what is that goal that you want to get to? Because once we've got somewhere to work to, we can then work backwards and find those little micro steps that can get you there. But if we don't have a vision or a direction, we can feel quite lost. Yeah. So for people who are feeling stuck and a bit lost, it's a really good one to be right. Where do I want to get to? What do I want to feel like instead of what I feel right now? Gratitude is a really good tool as a repetition thing to do, even if it's one thing every day. Yeah. And even if you get to like day four and think, oh, nothing's happening here. It's like, keep going. Like and really, that, really keep going. I think, I think a gratitude attitude has not to be dramatic, completely changed my life. I love it. Yeah. I love it the time it's so simple and so powerful yeah advice what I (laughs) what I'd suggest is doing it with the kids as well for no other reason that it's hilarious I do it with my daughter who's almost four Um, yeah not every morning because we don't always remember but most mornings what are you grateful for this morning Byron she'll normally say like um I just, like whatever snack she's eating or like if she's watching yeah. uh, watching blippy <laughs> <laughs> so it's so sweet it's so sweet so it's quite it funny is. That way, yeah just yeah and and challenging those thoughts if you get those negative thoughts where they say I can't do this I'm not very good at right really challenge it you know what's the evidence what's the evidence to say you can't do that or that you can't cope yeah. with that there's no physical evidence. You know, we've got to challenge these thoughts. And I think sometimes we can often say, oh, just try not to think negatively or try not to think about those. But actually, we're learning more and more to actually let those thoughts come. Mm. You can label them if you want to. Yeah. Just let them come and challenge them and, and see them for what they are yeah. rather than trying to get rid of it. Because when we try and get rid of negative thoughts, we're batting them away for a little bit, but they will come back. Mm. and they will like ebb and flow like a wave and it you know a negative thought it can rise and it can be really horrible but it will subside so I'll always say that's an, a really nice trick is to kind of just really challenge that thought don't try and let like push it away let it come and actually see what evidence there really is there of you and another tool just to add in is the body scan and you can do that by yourself you can just sit and relax and just imagine relaxing, even just softening your face, softening your face for five minutes or even just a couple of minutes where you can just sit, relaxing your cheeks and clenching your teeth, relaxing your jaw and allow that to go right the way down your body. Then thinking about your neck, thinking about your shoulders, your arms and physically feel yourself sinking back down and it can just take a couple of minutes but mm-hmm. it's really good when you're when you're feeling really anxious and your body feels really tense just kind of like stop whatever it is you're doing and you can even do it even with the children around just sitting and just allowing those teeth to unclench and the jaw to relax and the shoulders to come down and that's a really good physical thing to get you into feeling more and more relaxed in your body so true we so rarely do it but if ever someone says the prompt if ever you know sometimes people put it on social media or whatever if someone ever says just relax your shoulders every single time you go yeah like you don't realize do you I'm just wondering whether I might put a little reminder on my phone like a couple of times a day absolutely yeah yeah I'm always doing checking for me it's my jaw like clenching teeth I know if I'm stressed because I've clenched my teeth and every now and again I have to say to myself just 
open your mouth, like relax your jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Then you suddenly go, oh my God, yeah, I've been really clenching my teeth. Yeah. But yeah, that reminder, that re repetition again, isn't it? Of just keep reminding yourself to do it. But just doing your own little body scan is really, really powerful for physically letting go of that tension and stress that's in your body. Awesome. Oh, some super duper good tips there. I love that. Thank you so much. And so right. people do want to take it that step further and they're really intrigued about this um, and they want to come and find you. Where can they come and find you and get in touch, find out more? Yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm mainly on Instagram um, and on Facebook. They're the best places. Um, and I have got a website, but I'm having it redone at the moment. So I'm going to be having a new website. Um, but Instagram is at Sonara Sister Hypnotherapy. Same on Facebook, Sonara Sister Hypnotherapy. Um, so yeah, mainly on, on social media and people can pop me a message. Um, and yeah, booking for an initial consultation if they want to, where you can really talk over everything first before you go into the hypnosis so that you've got a really good clear picture of what it is and how it can help so yeah getting that initial consultation in is really really good and it helps you understand hypnosis and then it gives me a good idea of what's going on perfect that sounds awesome Helen thank you so much it's been a joy so so yeah. really enjoyed it thank really you so much for having me anytime anytime no do keep in touch it's been awesome oh thank you yeah i look forward to seeing what's next for you yes <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much see you soon okay take care bye, bye. What do you reckon? Interesting, huh? I loved finding out a little bit more about hypnotherapy in quite practical sense. Really, really interesting stuff. Hey, listen, just before I leave you, which I will promise I will do in a very few seconds, I just wanted to say, if you want to know a little bit more and you want to get involved in Tassie Club and you want to join us, I would love that. I've just rejigged around the membership options. So there are now three options. The lowest tier... I'm reluctant to say lowest tier, the most affordable tier at literally just £7, £7 a month. Um, and you can join the club and you'll get emails, you'll get prompts, you'll get one workshop with an expert, much like Helen, every single month. And I will be leading two half an hour online Pilates classes a month. You get a beautiful little postcard through the month, a little mantra card. Um, through the post and then the rest of it is online it's going to be wicked it's launching in may i'm really excited if you want all of that and a little bit more there's a 15 pound option and you get all of that good stuff but as well as the mantra card and the post you'll also get that month's book like book club vibes a book some chocolate and your postcard if that sounds good but you want even more of the good stuff you get all of that stuff i just said but for £30 a month, you get the self-care subscription box. You guys, these are so indulgent. You get the book, you get the chocolate, you get extra treats, you get uh, jewellery, gifts, accessories, beautiful skincare, all of the good stuff for £30 a month. So three options for you. If you want to join us, I would love that so much. I'm so determined to make this just the most beautiful community of healthy, thriving mums. Check out the website tassieclub.co.uk and I'll see you soon. All right, babes, have a great day. Bye.